You know, after we do 60 episodes about all of the topics that we talk about, mm-hmm. it is the law that the 61st episode is the one where you have to switch things up. <laughs> it's, it's something we can't fight. It's just one of the things. It's in the bylaws of the podcastopedia. And it also opens up the opportunities for you to talk about other things. It's true. But it has to be 61. Mm-hmm. 61 is, is the legal number. That is that specific. Mm-hmm. So hello, welcome to our new political podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> that's a... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's a rabbit hole you don't want to fall down. Nope. No, but this is episode 61 of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we normally have conversations about video games, anime, and manga, but we're not going to talk about either of those, or all three of those. All three of them. Because either would be two. But anyways, I am Jared, joined by our resident best in the world, and Ladium. Hi. I feel like after today, that's very appropriate. Oh, after today, I just need like a million and ten naps. <laughs> Your body's like, oh, God, we can actually relax after like two days or more of just being like. Ugh. Yeah, legitimately, like my body's like, oh, huh, we haven't eaten in like over 24 <laughs> hours. Maybe we should do something about that. What? Oh, right. Food. That's a thing we have to <laughs> we have to get. I forgot about that. Yeah, so stress is fun. Stress is fun. Uh, today, hello. We're Hi. going to, like we said, not talk about an anime, a video game, or a manga. Mm-mm. But instead, go a little bit in a different direction. Let's talk about Korean dramas. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like if you had told me at the outset of us doing this podcast that, like, hey, one of the episodes you're going to do is a Korean drama, I'd be like, what? Yeah. Because um, I guess for context, I'm more into this stuff than you are typically. Yeah, this this would be like, hey, maybe Al just took the podcast for a week and decided to do her own thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I like... Um, like, I watch uh, a Korean variety show every Sunday when they post it. And um, I've watched a few Korean dramas at this point. And they're really entertaining. And I had heard a lot about this one. Like, a lot, a lot about this one. And, like, I really think this would be something I'd like. So I decided to sit down and watch it. And I loved it. And then I harassed you endlessly. <laughs> and, like... Jared, 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 you have you have to watch this. You have to watch it. You'd love it. Watch it, please. Please watch it. <laughs> all the while, you were also, like, sending me videos of the show and screen grabs and all that. Yep. So, um, mysteriously, for legal reasons, Jared somehow came across a login for a Netflix and ended up watching the show. It was very mysterious. It just showed up my doorstep one day and it was like, Here's this information. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And then it was like, go, go, gadget, explode. So, yeah, that was the um, that was the first K-drama I'd watched. What a Obviously, good one to so. start with. Yeah. 
Mostly, I think, just because, like, you know, it's not your prototypical drama. It still has, like, all those elements in it. But it takes it in just, like, a different direction than just main girl likes this boy. Here comes other boy. Oh, no. Drama, 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 drama. Yeah. I mean, it had a unique twist on it that was... It made it really enjoyable. And also, um, I think one aspect of the the drama that ended up clicking with us is that it does have video game development in it. Yeah, because uh, one of the main dudes is a is the president of a video game development company, which I guess they just make mobile games or something like that. It seems like they make like uh, knockoff League of Legends style games. Yeah, because <laughs> of course, I mean, that is. It makes sense. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah. Creative all <laughs> that. So, um, I guess we should tell them what it is. Oh yeah, so. We're I'm sure off- they know when they clicked, but yeah, still. yeah. Uh, we're going off the Netflix translation. There's like there's multiple ways you could translate the name of this into English. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix calls it Strong Girl Bongsoon. And mm-hmm. then there's other ones that you can use as well, but we're gonna we're just gonna go off the Netflix Netflix one just because it's the one we're most familiar with. Yep. But that is the show we are going to talk about today. And I think one reason that like you thought it would I would be interested in this is because of like the ridiculousness of the show. Oh, it's ridiculous and I love it. Like for those of you who are more familiar with the types of media that we talk about normally on a week-to-week basis imagine if you took the anime or manga one punch man and you gender swapped the main character and then turned it into like a shoujo show while the main character still has superhuman powers it's perfect that's pretty much what this show is and i do want to say um it's very, very rare that as a woman who is 4'11 and, like, pretty on the minuscule side, um, I don't ever really get power fantasy media for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, in comes Bong Soon, and she's, like, a, a very, very tiny person, and she's in her, like, mid to late 20s, and she just kicks like mm-hmm. she has superpowers and she's amazing and she can take care of herself and like at the same time she's still like freaking adorable one of the cutest Korean actresses I've ever seen she is so cute yeah she's got little bangs <laughs> which I think like it's the, nice yeah yeah I actually there was when you were talking about that I had a question that came into mind okay because you've watched a little bit or you know a few more of these Korean dramas than I have obviously but I have do they follow the same type of, I guess, like, trope or motif that a lot of, like, anime romances do where it's like, here's these kids in high school and they're going through their drama stuff. Or, like, because this show leans more towards adults. Yeah. Is there, like, more of a paradigm shift towards adults in Korean dramas? Or is it, like, a mix in between? Or is it one or the other? I mean, the ones that I've watched, um, for the most part, lean adults. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's only one that I've watched where the, the main cast were in high school, but I mean, for the most part, 
every single one of them that I've watched has had like an all adult cast. Uh, which, like you said, very, very different than like anime, where most things are set in high school. Which may just be, you know, a demographic type of difference between two different medias, because obviously, anime and live action are completely separate things. So that just might be that that sort of thing. But it's one of those things where I just genuinely didn't know. So no, I mean. Um... Like I said, most of the ones that I've watched have people like in their twenties or like low thirties, which is good for people like us, old folks. It is. It. I mean, it's. <laughs> it's it's good for us, and we talked about this with the real life episode that like a lot of the people in these dramas are going through things that we have to go through, and it makes it a lot more relatable. Right. Uh, then if it were like, oh boy, this this is another high school setting, and I haven't been in high school in ten years. Yeah. Well, actually, more than that. No. 10 yeah, years. Say it, as of for May you, it would be a little this bit more. Year, it'll, be, it'll be twelve as of May, right? Two thousand six. Yeah. yeah. It does make it more relatable and more understandable for me as an actual adult woman. Tm. <laughs> copyright trademark mm-hmm. the legendary adult woman yeah the legendary adult woman <laughs> uh can we talk about one of the weird things that i found in this show that i think like i think you told me it was just like a thing in mm-hmm. korean dramas is like them just randomly censoring things yeah blurring out logos Logo- yeah. logos logos yeah that that's a that's a very common thing that they'll like find ways to and and a lot of the time it's not even done well right it's just like but (laughs) it's one of those things where i'm i guess i'm more curious of like hey they can get away with it in korea Mm. but when like you have to do like international rights and all that stuff there's like oh crap we gotta blow this out because if you're gonna go to the go to the like the the effort of having to blur out logos like every episode Mm. It gets to the point where you're just like, why would they even bother letting people like wear clothes that have certain logos on them or drive cars that have certain logos on them or just like use any sort of like copyrighted paraphernalia? Yeah, like there's um at one point the the president has like his gaming basement. Right. And like right. they keep showing all of his arcade machines and They're like blurred everything's out. blurred. And I'm like, why would you even bother having that in every single episode if if to blur it? But it's really, really common. They do that all the time, and um, but then there was also like the uh, the weirdness of like in his office he has a like a, a racing wheel set up, and there's mm-hmm. this giant Project Cars logo that you can blatantly <laughs> see throughout most of the episodes. Though it it did seem like I think later on, like the the latter episodes, they kind of like really trying to shift that thing away so like you couldn't see it. Like, yeah, it was hidden off in corners, and then also I think. Um, one of the characters it was like her brother or the cop was wearing like a golden state warrior shirt oh right it was her brother and like that never got blurred either so it's like these weird like picking and choosing (laughs) of like what they can blur and get away with and it's like it's so baffling i think one of my favorite things was us talking about how they were driving a totally not a hyundai at one point right (laughs) so the entire time we're like oh look it's a totally not a hyundai 
it's just a thing. It happens in all of them. And, um, I mean, you've seen screenshots that I've sent where like, they just put like duct tape over part of the word so that you can't tell what it was. So, or you can't tell what it was. I feel like for like, you know, the variety shows or like reality based shows that you watch kind of like two Mm -hmm. days, one night, like that would make more sense. Cause like, obviously if you're going to let these people like live supposedly how like they normally would they're gonna mm-hmm. wear like stuff with a bunch of brands and logos and all that sort of stuff that, of course like hey you're gonna have to block this out because you know these brands didn't pay to get in the show but for scripted dramas it's super weird it is i agree but it, it's it's normal for korean dramas so um i think part of my my I think it's funny in certain instances. Like, the Totally Not a Hyundai was really entertaining to me. Right, yeah. But uh, it does get a little excessive. Like I, th- like, I think the arcade cabinet thing is, like, the most, because it's, like, half the screen Always is just there. blurred out. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's <laughs> like, what? Why? Just turn them off. <laughs> that could well, have been the easy like, solution. <laughs> I'm really surprised that the drama that I recently watched just, like, had straight up Soul Calibur 4 in it. Like, Right, yeah. <laughs> So go figure. Things things are weird. It might just depend on like the the country and then like the, what their copyright laws are, or like the whoever's producing it, like what yeah. company they're with, like what television station, that kind of thing. It, it may just sort of be stuff. that. It's 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 a hundred different layers of like red tape, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that would make zero sense. Yeah. Um. Speaking of, like, typical things, as we mentioned before, this does have, like, the typical love story situation that a lot of Korean dramas have and that, like, you have the main love interest and you have the second lead who is, like, the potential love interest, but mm-hmm. he always doesn't get picked. Um, like, that is very, very common in Korean dramas with romance, and it's it's like that here, but... um It didn't feel as, like, annoying as the most recent drama that I watched. Well, I think as well, they kind of, they really juxtapose the two characters, the two, like, love interests against each other. Yeah. Where, you know, it's like, here's one's a cop and he's super, super serious. And the other one's a CEO of a gaming company. He's supposedly this huge playboy and flamboyant and out there. (laughs) Potentially gay, as they they try to make him. (laughs) And... The ways they interact with Bong Soon as, as well are like they're they're pretty telling because like the cop is is for the most part he's kind of a yeah, to he's her. An and like the entire time I'm like girl get over him he sucks yeah. <laughs> and like I kept texting you a lot like he's being mean he sucks <laughs> and like and the the prez is basically he's kind of the same but he's more of like that that uh that Harrison Ford lovable type stereotype yeah. where it's like oh i'm kind of a jerk but i'll like hey i'll flash a smile but when i'm doing it he's also not as like blatantly no, no and no. like he also is more willing to let bong soon like be bong soon right and he he understands who she is and he like is kind of i don't want to say he's in awe of her but he respects her Whereas, like, with the cop, I think she has to put on this, like, other persona to even interact with him. Yeah. 
But, I mean, that could be just the difference of the cop doesn't know about her abilities and the Prez does. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I want to mention is that, like, there's a scene very, very, like, at the very beginning of the show that I think is really indicative of the entirety of the show. So you see, like, a, a bus with school kids and it's driven by, like, an old man and he pulls into, like, a construction area and he's upset because the road's blocked and that's where he normally goes. So he he goes and talks to some of the construction guys and they're like threatening to beat him up. I think they do beat him up at one point or like push him down. They throw his phone, I think. Oh, okay. And then and they might push him down. And then Bong Soon comes by and she's like dressed all pretty like and you know, she's got her, her hair all fancied. She's unassuming. She's adorable. Yeah, she is. And then she like looks and sees what's going on and she makes a sound like you know she's frustrated because she doesn't want to get involved but she will yeah and so she goes over there and she asks them like what's going on and then they explain the situation make fun of her i think they break her phone yes yes that's right and um because she was like threatening to call the authorities and so at this point she's like nah <laughs> no, nah, we're done. And um, you get the like main theme of the of the drama, which is um, Superpower Girl, and it's super catchy and it's amazing. It's a jam, and it is a super jam. And you just get her annihilating the entirety of the construction crew. It's real good. <laughs> con- construction crew in like quotation marks, but I mean she's like punching them into space and like. <laughs> breaking bricks and pretty much obliterates them and the uh the kids are all on the bus cheering for her and everybody's real excited and she sends all the guys to the hospital and then they all have to like all the all people involved end up going to the police station to give their statements and the police all the police are like, you mean this girl beat up all of you. Well, the kids said that that's what happened. The, the kids said that. And she tries to play it off and like the the, the mobsters are like are trying to argue that that's what happened. And like anytime she looks back at them, there's like, <laughs> it's like shut up and it's like quiver in fear. I think they make a joke that like the kids have been watching too many superhero movies. Yeah. Um, so, like, she gets off because otherwise she would be, like, charged for, like, assaulting them. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, like, the greatest way to introduce Bong Soon as, like, a character with her superpowers is just that entire scene. Yeah. It's fantastic. And, um, I guess why she has her superpowers is important because True. it runs in the the female lion and her family and they're supposed to use it for like good purposes and you see the consequences of not using it for good purposes because her mother no longer has that ability because she basically like tried to cheat her way and became like this olympic power lifter Mm -hmm. and that's how like she was able to like have such like successful athletic career but then eventually it was like "Uh uh-uh nope (laughs) you're not getting this anymore and like it just like it gave her 
it gave Bong Soon a fear of like not using the ability because she was always afraid she was going to use it wrong and get him taken away. But she was also afraid of like people judging her for it. Yeah. Um, because like her twin doesn't have this ability. Because he's a dude. He's a boy. And there is like some interesting family dynamics in that situation, and that like her mom obviously has some issues left from losing her powers. Mm-hmm. She has issues in the sense of like she's like abusive to Bong Soon's dad. Yeah. Um who is great by the way. He's a fantastic dude. He really is. Really, really funny character. He loves wearing and his his Korean his, track suit. his Korean tracksuit all the time. It's so great. And then, um, like, Bong Soon's mom's always really, really harsh on her, but not so harsh on her twin brother mm-hmm. because he's a doctor in training. I forget what they're called. A resident? Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's always pushing for Bong Soon to, like, get married and those kinds of shenanigans. And even, like, later on, she tries to, like, explain the reasons why like she always gave bong soon such a hard time she's like oh your brother's so frail and weak and has all the had such a hard time growing up that couldn't be hard on him yeah you, you can't do that as a parent yeah um i think she's one of the most unlikable characters in the entire drama y- yeah <laughs> yeah bong soon's mom's terrible maybe not the most unlikable but she's up there she's up there uh so it, it's really a fascinating story that they're like, okay, so this is a family line thing. And eventually you meet Bong Soon's grandma who has that ability. That's pretty funny too. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's the backstory on why this girl actually has superpowers. I think it's real like interesting as well. That, like obviously the main plot is like the romance angle. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, there's a sub main plot of the whole kidnapping arc that runs, yep. you know, throughout the entire series. But there's so many like weird subplots to the show that oh, are yeah. absolutely just ridiculous. Like the whole like construction company. Like all of the the mobsters who want to like get back at her, and that leads to like all the way to like the top of the hierarchy of them, who, and like the boss knows the president, and all of that. Uh, Bong Soon just adopting a bunch of high schoolers and trying to teach them good. <laughs> That one's really funny. I love that she gets her little gang of high schoolers. (laughs) And then there's like the sub-romantic plot of like her twin brother. Mm -hmm. And like whether or not he's going to date somebody in particular. But I mean there's a lot going on. But I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. I know that several people... um, because I sometimes read like summaries of the episodes after I've watched them to make sure I didn't miss anything. Right. Because I don't know Korean. I know words here and there and I can read uh, like what the sounds would be, but I don't know what they mean. Right. So sometimes I miss things. So I read through them and a lot of people are like, there's just too many subplots. And I don't know that it ever really got to the point where it was overtly convoluted that I was upset. Right. Because I mean... Obviously, there's a big difference between just, like, the ways that the amount of time they have per episode is different than, Mm -hmm. you know, shows here. Like, obviously, an hour-long show is going to be, like, 45 minutes-ish if you, you know, factor in commercials and all that stuff. These episodes were, like, what, like, an hour 10, hour 20 per? Yep. And it's 16 episodes for the entire series, so, like, that's a lot of time you have to fill. 
Mm-hmm. And having all these like these subplots in there like helps pad out that time. But like you said, I don't think any of them felt overtly convoluted or like made the show confusing in any way. If anything, it was just like you know, here's a break from the main action. We can go to this. And... But a lot of times it's comic relief. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, because overall I'd say this show is pretty comedic, but. Like the the gang of high schoolers was the one that I saw complain about the most. And I was like, I love that. I don't that know. That was why like one of the best. Ever complain about that because it was hilarious. <laughs> and you know, you were talking about how there are all kinds of plots, like the romance subplot and like their, the romance plot, the kidnapping subplot, the other plots within it. There's also like an overarching theme of Bong Soon like accepting who she is and her mm-hmm. abilities and yeah. I feel like that was really important Yeah. instead of her just like being static throughout the series yeah because imagine if that character didn't grow at all throughout the entire series and was like the same from the beginning all the way to the end like the show would be over in eight episodes because nothing would get done yeah so I, I appreciate that they they had her like tackle her own feelings about who she is and what she's about. Mm-hmm. I guess we should probably mention the kidnapping stuff. Cause we said that was like a big, like the main subplot essentially. Yeah. And it, it's significant because it drives a lot of motivations here. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, since the second lead, second male lead is a cop, obviously he's very relate, uh, um, related to the situation. Because essentially he gets demoted mm-hmm. for some reason that I'm blanking on and gets dropped down to this like this unit that basically are in charge of that kidnapping case for a majority of the show. But then eventually they get taken off it because the chief or whoever is pretty incompetent, essentially. <laughs> you mean watching CSI is not the best way to be a detective? It's true. Or Law and Order. I don't remember which one it was. And he eating a bunch of, uh, like, noodles. He eats a lot of instant ramen. <laughs> but he's got his instinct. Yeah. He's well, and, and one thing that he talks about is that, like, he, he says that Western crime shows are the best model for how to solve them. And <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. But he ends up on, like, this ragtag group of cops. Like, they're basically, like, just, like, the slums of the cop, yeah. like, the the police station, essentially. But they're the ones who are, like, out there trying to get things done because everything else is holding them back. But it, it's also just interesting as well because you go into the show and you don't expect it to become a crime drama at some point. Yeah, for real. Like, you, especially looking at the, like, I don't want to say the poster, that's not right, but the Netflix, Netflix picture that it shows you. Mm-hmm. It's, like pink and adorable and then you uh you get in there and it's like oh there's this really horrific kidnapping story here yeah it basically does not telegraph at all like how dark the show can get yeah because there's this guy who for a long time in the series they just like show him as this man with no face because he wears this, this like featureless mask that's like bald and, like, the only thing you could see are was, like, his eyes and his mouth. Mm-hmm. Which is really creepy. Yeah. And he tries kidnapping people. He murders one. Um, and then he 
ends up kidnapping several others. And so it becomes an issue where Bong Soon's neighborhood is no longer safe Mm -hmm. because people are scared of this kidnapper and murderer. And he's basically Um, like kidnapping people to like make them his wives. Yeah, based off of a play that he enjoyed. He's psycho. And he's only targeting like taller, skinny women. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a for one. He does have one exception. But so the the murder happens and they end up bringing in like the fiance. Right. Right. Yeah. As uh, as the witness. And um, turns out that that was a a sleight of hand, if you will. He uh decided he was going to put surveillance all over all the cop areas which they never noticed until like way later on which like how do you not notice that you're a cop yeah it's your job <laughs> but yeah whatever do what you do so um the second lead mr cop man um i'm going to try to say his name gukdu is a general approximation of how you would say it, I think. Yeah, there's a reason we're not saying the names because we would probably be horribly butchering them. And I really don't want to butcher them. Yeah. I, um, but he kind of becomes like one track minded on like must solve case, mm-hmm. must solve case. And uh, so, I mean, it gets really intense at times. I mean, like near near the end, there's like some incredibly intense moments. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gets really freaking intense and, like, not something I was expecting from a Korean drama because I'd never seen anything like it in a Korean drama before. Mm-hmm. But I think it added a little bit more to the, the story than just, like, this is a love story and that's right, it. Right, yeah. And it also allowed Bong Soon to, like, shine. Yeah, because of, cause eventually she goes, she gets involved in... And that whole ordeal, and she tr- she basically decides to make it her own mission. Be like, okay, I'm going to stop this dude. Like, enough's enough. Yeah, because he kidnaps her friend. Mm-hmm. And, and then so, that, and yeah. then like that runs in parallel with like you know the the cops trying to like bring him in because like she's she's going to go do her own thing. So there's drama there, and of course like the prez like knows about all this, so he's like, I don't want you to do this. There's drama there. All while there's drama everywhere. There's drama everywhere. All while this is going on, there's also the subplot of somebody's trying to get the president out of his position of uh, president at Ansoft. Airsoft? Ansoft. Einsoft. Einsoft. Um, And so, like, he gets shot at one point. And, I mean, things are crazy for him. He's getting threatening emails every single day. And, like, tailed and all this sort of stuff. And uh, he's, he's looking for a bodyguard. He's in the market. Which that wraps back around to the first episode because he's the one who sees her do all that stuff at like the construction site. Yep. And like goes to the police station to give a report and all that stuff. And then like when they both leave, he's like, hey, why don't you be my bodyguard? <laughs> and so that's how they actually like meet up and start Working starting together. their relationship, yeah. I guess. It, because uh, she's like, I really need a job. And he's like, well, do I have a job for you? <laughs> Hey, Jeremy. 
I mean, all the while she also has like the she wants to work on her own game, so she sees this as an opportunity. Like, okay, if I do this, eventually I could probably parlay what I want to do into what I'm actually doing. Yeah, she makes it like part of her contract that there's a possibility for her to get put onto the the actual team mm-hmm. to make games, and so she. She wants to be a game developer, but she ends up becoming the bodyguard, and <laughs> it's really, really funny. <laughs> it's a very roundabout way to get what you want. Which, worth mentioning that, like, the president at first comes off as, like, a mega tool, because one of the first things you see him doing is, like, riding <laughs> along the sidewalk on his freaking, like, hoverboard <laughs> and stupid sunglasses, and you're like, what are you <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and that that hoverboard just keeps coming back in the the series. I'm like, oh no, son, no, 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 no. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I love it. And there's also the big thing for him that like early on we see this like flashback that he'd been involved with in like this bus crash. Mm-hmm. He was on the way to see his mom's or go to his mom's mm-hmm. memorial or funeral or gravesite or something like that. And, like, they're about to, like, run in, like, the bus is about to, like, run over this, these people walking on the sidewalk because the bus is completely out of control. And they don't work. Yeah. And it eventually stops. And, like, he looks out the back and sees this girl, or at least someone, with, like, a pink hoodie. Mm-hmm. And. The, he has dreams about her. He has dreams about her. And, like, the way to get into is, like, his secret basement area is via this painting that is of that moment. Yep. Of that, of that person. And, you know, I figured it out pretty soon who it was. It took him, like, at least yeah. half of the series to it figure out who it was. It wasn't that hard to figure out. It wasn't that hard to figure out. But it was funny. Like, the one moment that he finally figured out, he's like, it was you. I'm like, you just now put it together? Come on. <laughs> it's funny. There has to be some sort of, like, suspension of disbelief when it comes to K-dramas. Because right, sometimes yeah. you make decisions that are you're like, why would you possibly do that? It's like the the magical girl suspension of disbelief for like, oh, these two characters have the same hairstyle and everything, and they look very much the same. Clearly not the same person. Mm-mm. So Bong Soon initially like hates President. Right. Like she thinks he's obnoxious, and to be fair, at the beginning he kind of is. Uh, and she has like the biggest crush on cop. Mm-hmm. And has since, like, middle school. Yeah. And so she always, like, becomes very, like, demure and cutesy around him, trying to impress him. And uh, also, he has a girlfriend. Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has a girlfriend who's, like, a... A... Chel- cellist? cellist? Giant bass string instrumentist? <laughs> yeah, I think she's a cellist. And so, um... But said girlfriend is feeling quite neglected because of the because he's a cop the, co- and, the yeah. cop job yeah and doesn't he miss like whatever day it is that the dudes are supposed to give chocolates white day white day maybe he misses something I think. he misses something important and it upsets her but um, I mean there's just drama everywhere with all these characters everybody's got problems literally. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, one of my favorites is that there's this re- recurring character throughout the entirety of the series that you see him in the first episode. He's one of the guys who gets the ever-loving crap beat out of him by Bong Soon. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps reappearing and reappearing and like his injuries keep getting more grave. <laughs> <laughs> he's hilarious. I love that character. Like he's obviously a scumbag, but at the same time, like he just... <laughs> There's one point where he's like in a full body cast with his arms and legs suspended and like trying to drink out of a straw. And of course, like the 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 person attending to them, like all of those guys, is Bongsoon's brother. Yeah, Bongsoon's twin. And at one point, he's like, "You got to stop sending people to our hospital because we're running out of hospital beds." I think like it's it's also telling that like the show knew that actor was very talented because they gave him two different roles. Two different roles. And he pulls them off perfectly. Like, he does. It's not immediately clear that it's the same guy. But when it does become clear, you're like, oh. <laughs> because Bong Soon keeps like making a face and she's like, do you have a brother? Yeah. <laughs> and like once I put it all together, I was like, that's why. But he he's great in both the roles mm-hmm. that he plays and they are so different. So it shows a... A fabulous, fabulous range on this guy. Because he's he's the mobster, and like the first half, and then the second half, he becomes a member of Einsoft, like one of like the the top like uh, leads of development, like creative director. Yeah, and then obviously Bong Soon starts working under him. That leads to some some fun stuff. Yeah, because he has a crush on the president, and Bong Soon is like dating the president. So he, he sees her as a threat and she pulls some awesome things on him as well. It just makes him go crazy. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is that this show is really consistent about keeping up the comedy. Mm-hmm. Like it knows that there are parts of the series that are super, super serious and they get, they keep a really great balance of making sure that you're not always like into the real deep stuff. Yeah, because even like they don't really intermingle the two either. Like if this is a super serious moment, you're not going to get comedy here. Yeah, I know. So like that's also a good thing. Like, and it's and it's obviously it's sometimes a difficult balance to like keep those two things in check. But I think this show does a really good job of doing that. Because if it was just like, you know, super 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 serious drama 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 it would be a lot to get through. Yeah. But, you know, spreading out, like, some comedy here and there really, like, just makes the people who are watching it have a sense of relief. Like, take a like take a quick breath in between some crazy stuff. And it just really, like, especially because, you know, these episodes are very long, it really helps, you know, make you able to digest all of these episodes in a way that if it was all super serious or all just comedy, it would probably be a lot harder to get through. One thing that I did want to say is that obviously that guy is a, a comedic actor. Mm-hmm. And the second character that he plays, who's the the creative director for making games, he is very openly, blatantly gay. But it doesn't come across as like Atlas levels of like atrociousness. Yeah, they're not making him, like, a sexual predator. Yeah, like, they they treat him as a human being, and yes, he does have a crush on the president, but, like, 
being gay is not his entire character. Right. And I was actually really impressed by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, I mean, it's not something you see very often. And, like, yeah, he is goofy and he, he dresses strange. And, like, he does talk about his crush all the time. But, like, he's also a really successful person at his job. And, like... They're, like, they're not sitting there making fun of him for it or, like, holding it against him for it. Yeah, and nobody's, like... Nobody in the, the series is like, yeah, no, this isn't okay. Uh, I think at one point they, they make a, a reference because the personal assistant's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not into dudes. Um, but, I mean, they don't play off this guy being a, a gay character as anything, like, atrocious. And so that was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wasn't really something I was expecting because when I first saw the guy, I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they handled it really well, and, um, you know, they do keep saying at the beginning, like, that the the president is gay, mm-hmm. and I never quite figured out why they did that. I thought it was just, like... A misunderstanding? It was a misunderstanding, but also, wasn't it something, like, he made up, just, like, he wouldn't have to deal with, like, relationships or anything like that? Potentially, yeah, because he he makes his own jokes about it. Yeah. But it was just bizarre because, you know, there's a whole lot of explanation with Bong Soon. Her mom's obsessed with getting her married to this guy. And she's like, ma, he's not even into girls. (laughs) Because even like she. Yeah. Like, and then she like she brings up to the cop and like and he just like plays with it. He just goes on like goes along with it. The president does, not the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Clarification. um, one of my favorite lines in the entire series is um, they're talking about the cop and the president's like, I love men with a pretty butt. <laughs> and it was just such a funny line. And he was referring to the cop, which like, cop didn't have a bad butt, that's for sure. <laughs> May have been a jerk, but he's got a good butt. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes not even the the good butt can make up for it. That's a statement I never thought I would say. <laughs> oh boy. So I mean a lot of the the first few episodes are like them adjusting to her being his new bodyguard and her still trying to pursue cop. And, um, mainly they're trying to figure out, like, what's going on with the president, like, why people are so against him and wants him to step down, and they're trying to figure out, like, who it is. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first, like, big, big plot points. Which is also weird because, like, they, they have that, like, as, like, a, a big plot point, but once mm-hmm. they, they finish it, it's like, it's done, forget it, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, yeah. They get it done, get it out of the way, and they're like, all right, enough of that. Time for some romance. Time for some romance and other drama. <laughs> Which almost kind of makes it feel, like, I kind of understand why they did it, but it, with how quickly they just, like, get rid of it, it almost kind of felt like it was just, like, it's tacked on there for some reason. Yeah, I feel like it was, one, a way to get her there, and then, two, um, you know, then she's been established. Once that's gone away, then she has the opportunity to be put into the division of making games. Yeah, it's like, oh, 
it's something that really didn't need to be like stretched out for the entirety of the show yeah so I mean it was it was a plot point and it served its purpose like the fact that he got shot at one point I was like what the heck yeah he's fine he's fine he only got a little shot people get shot in this show yeah they do yep that yep that's it (laughs) I'm trying to remember, um, her parents run a walnut bakery. Yeah. And, uh, that's another little bit of a plot is that once all the kidnappings and murders start, murder starts happening, uh, the neighborhood is considered like dangerous. And so there's an effort to like, Hey, maybe we should rebuild it into a nicer neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you have like Bong Soon and all her like cackling hens <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on with the that, and they're against the cop's mom, who's a writer, who her dad and is like reading her books a, and all that stuff. <laughs> he's a little smitten, but it's weird how mean they are. And then eventually, her mom and that group run up against the mobsters because they're in charge of like the redevelopment project yeah it's so like like, it's trying to teach the mobster like how to eat the tarts properly it's so just weird how like all of these characters get so intermingled yeah yeah people interact that you would never think would interact and like once the mom has met the mobster and like he gets beat up at one point and she's like, you know what? Help you feces wine. Here's some feces <laughs> wine. And like <laughs> things that you would never expect to happen in this drama happen in this drama. He drinks it and then he decides he has to leave and become a Buddhist monk. Yeah, that was a really funny <laughs> subplot. I don't even know why it existed, but it was great. Oh. And like the, the other Buddhist monk was like a fraud the yeah. whole time. <laughs> Like, but he's Korean. <laughs> like, well, maybe he lived there and he was of Korean descent. <laughs> it's fantastic. So good. I think that this drama pulled off the like first love interest and second love interest better than many of them that I've watched. Because, yeah, the cop is there, but. He's never supposed to be, like, extremely likable. Right. And, like, he's always been really mean to her. And, you know, I, I appreciate him trying to protect her at times. and But it gets so, somewhat ex- ex- bleh, excessive and annoying. But it also just upset me that, like, she never was comfortable enough with herself to talk to him about, like, who she was. And, I like, I feel like that right there was one of the big differences between the two because he never knew and she didn't feel comfortable telling him. Whereas President knew and supported it and was actually like, you know, it'd be a good idea to train so that you can, like, control it better. And so, like, he was trying really hard to help her and... Let's go learn some jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of just having raw power, she has like the abilities to go along with it. Yeah, she can actually like defend herself. She gets into like some bad situations, which she does later on. Yeah. 
she kicks so much butt in this entire show. So much butt. It's impressive. And I love it. Like, uh, even if something as simple as, like, the one high schooler where she, like, ties his shoelaces way too tight. Mm -hmm. Because she has that power to do so. She's, she's amazing. I love her. (laughs) I guess, like, one thing, should I talk about, like, the kidnapper plot and how all that craziness goes down and ends up with a bomb? Sure. Hey, spoilers. Just in case. We've been talking about spoilers this whole time. Well, I mean, nah, not like late game spoilers. All right. Well, late, late game plot spoilers, though. Is there anything we should talk about before we talk about this? No, I think we're good. We could we could probably go to there. Okay. So this this kidnapper guy, as we mentioned, he has like three different girls. One of them being Bong Soon's friend, and um, he got Bong Soon's friend because he knew that she was involved at some level. Mm-hmm. And she actually goes against his, like, M.O. because she's not, like, a tall, thin woman. And he, like, threatens to starve her to make her get to the point where she would be as thin as he wanted. But he's obsessed with this play that has, like, seven brides. And that's going to be his harem, I guess. And uh, he runs a junkyard. And the cop is always on to him, like, for the longest time and he had gone up he was the fiance that did the the testimony right but um he was using the cop's girlfriend as a decoy so he could steal the the best friend and it's in like a a junkyard like underneath the junkyard is where he was keeping them right is that right it was like a junkyard so it's kind of like Parts. Like, uh, a parts store, like a mechanic shop, but like they yeah. also like crush cars and stuff like that. So, which he does. Yeah. Um, and so he has an assistant, and his assistant is basically being paid off in like drugs. Mm-hmm. And Bong Soon, as you mentioned earlier, makes it like her personal mission to end this man. And. One thing that's really bizarre to me, and we talked about this when it happened, is that at one point the cop is on his trail and the guy gets into a car accident and, like, lands in the water. Yeah. And the cop just stands there, like, looking out in the distance. Like, oh, it's finally over. But, like, he didn't go check to see if there was a body. He didn't go check to see. It was bizarre. And, of course, there wasn't a body because he got out. Yeah, it's like because they like even like all the cops come and like try and search this little pond area, but somehow he's able to like get away scot free, and they don't notice like he's left a jacket or anything for like the longest time. It was very weird. Yeah, so he goes and like cuts all his hair and becomes like a professional journalist uh, kind of guy, and he decides that he's going to take down Bong soon. So, and so that's when he goes like to Einsoft and yeah is this after she freed everybody or is it before I think this is, this is after because this is basically them leading to the final showdown yeah so because at one point she finds out where they are where all the girls are and she keeps saying like hey I know where they are you should go get them I, I know where they are 
You, you should do something about it. And then finally she's like, F it. I'm going to do something about it. <laughs> and so she goes down there and um, like starts ripping the ca- the bars off of the doors so that the girls can get out. She helps them all out. Uh, he sets the place on fire trying to get rid of any evidence and them. But mm-hmm. Bong soon successfully gets everybody out. And so he has a grudge against her specifically. And he decides that uh, there's one part where he decides he's going to go into the office building and he comes in as a journalist. He's cut his hair. Miraculously, his hair looks fantastic, even though he cut it (laughs) himself with scissors. And um, he kidnaps Bong Soon. Which it should be also clarified at this point in time, she's lost her powers. She, Yeah, she lost her powers because he did a setup. Mm-hmm. He found out that if she hurt somebody that wasn't innocent with her powers, that she would lose them. So he made it seem like he was going to be at this one area. And so she went and she... I forget exactly how she did it, but she ended up hurting somebody that wasn't him thinking that it was him. So she lost her powers mm-hmm. and she doesn't really know how to function without them. Like she's really confused and it shows her at one point, like trying to break the walnuts and she can't do it. And so, yeah, he's in the building and he kidnaps her. She has no powers. And, uh, the cop is like sitting there with his thumb up his the entire time doing nothing like everybody's evacuating and and the guy just like keeps running up and down the stairwells and i'm like what are you doing sir you're useless because the president basically puts the entire building on lockdown because he knows what happened Mm -hmm. but it really doesn't it doesn't help because he's able to because the the kidnapper's able to to get bong soon and then take her up to like the roof and lock her up in chains and then strap a bomb to her. And then lock her in the room. Yeah. Which, this is some of the best acting of this entire drama because, like, she is sobbing hysterically. Like, you, it's ugly crying and it's (laughs) desperate crying. Yeah. And President is like throwing himself against the door and talking to her, like trying to get her out. And I mean, the acting in that entire scene is just beautiful. Like at one point you even see like his hands are like all bloodied from just trying to break the door down. Yeah. He like messes up his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's intense. He, he, he tried really hard and, uh, obviously at the last minute, Bong soon gets her powers back. And um, is able to throw the bomb and somehow their fireworks. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. But that also means that the guy is still on the loose, but he did not take down Bong Soon. Mm-hmm. And Bong Soon is now powerful again. And she's pissed. Oh, yes, she is. Well, because one, she found out that the president was like willing to die with her, which is intense. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's something that you never expect to find out. But yeah, she's done. She's like, all right, we're taking this dude down. He's done. <laughs> Super done. And uh, the way that they do it was also a fantastic 
seen visually. Mm-hmm. It's got some like matrix in it, but she just like shows up and it starts like crushing walnuts <laughs> in this like shipyard area because they know that he's trying to to run. Because they basically they get like the mobsters together and use like their information network to figure out okay, you know, uh, hey, has anyone see this guy? Is there any boats leaving the country that someone could board? All that sort of stuff. So like they find out like oh he's gonna be probably going this place. He's also bought a sniper rifle at one point. Yep. So there's all that happening. Yeah, he tried to snipe Bong soon at one point, which she had on a bulletproof vest, and I'm glad that he didn't aim for her head because she didn't have a bulletproof helmet. No. <laughs> and then cop like shoots him when he's driving away. Yep. That leads us all to the shipyard. The shipyard is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, he comes and he sees Bong soon. She is so, so mad. Like I said, she's got walnuts. She's sitting there like crushing them with her hand, which is like the greatest thing in the world. This tiny girl just crash, crush, crushing, crushing the walnuts as she's looking at him and basically telling him like, you f***ed up, son. <laughs> and, um... The cop and the president are both in on it. Mm-hmm. And so they're going through like all the, the shipping areas. She's just beating the ever love crap out of him. He's running. And president is running a drone. So he's he's got a drone over the whole situation to make sure what's going on. I don't even remember what cop was doing. Was he also like running after him? He might have been. Because... I know that what ha- oh he might have been moving the the shipping containers because when no, he turned, she was when he- oh she was oh yeah. you're you're right you're right but I think he was so, basically leading leading him to her yeah because when uh when he turns the corner like you see the the cage she's able to just like bloop <laughs> just just throws it on top of him it's great he's so mad and you can see like the cop and the the president standing next to each other and the president's got his little drone controller and they're smiling <laughs> it's fantastic um it was a really satisfying end to that plot yeah because uh, he ends up in like a mental health facility prison type thing mm-hmm. and like solitary. Uh, yeah and bong soon kicked his ass and i loved it yeah She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she ends up dating the president. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to cop. Which everyone's he happy even, with. Yeah, the cop figures out at one point that he has feelings for her, but at that point, it's just too late. And, um, and they go through a flashback about how he's talking about like how he likes delicate women that he feels like he can protect and... So that's why Bong Soon's been faking it this whole time is because she was trying to impress him, mm-hmm. which is really depressing. It's so sad. Yeah. But um, now the president knows that it was her that saved the bus full of people. So that's good. And I think the time that she realizes how much the president cares about her is during the warehouse scene. Yeah. Because all the mobsters decide that they're going to get revenge on her <laughs> for fight her d- yeah they're gonna fight her for destroying everybody in the beginning so like that's gonna work so they fake a kidnapping of her mother and tell her to come alone to this warehouse and 
it ends up becoming a scene straight out of a video game. Like, it's her against a ton of dudes just beating the crap out of them. But her learning from the president helps a lot in surviving this. Mm-hmm. And it's all hand-to-hand until the the one guy who keeps repeatedly coming up and getting more injured decides, hey, I'm going to take out a knife. And three things happen at this point. One, President takes the knife for Bong Soon because Bong Soon is strong, but she's not invincible. Correct. So he gets stabbed. Two, Cop realizes that she has superpowers. Yep. Three, the head mobster's like, I'm done. I respect this girl. I'm out. Do you <laughs> want a job? I'll give you a job. He's also very upset that like, the guy like tried to stab her. He's like, what the f***? That's yeah, not how like, we roll. That's, that's not our rules, man. Also, doesn't like the cop like beat the shit out of that dude because he oh, tr- yeah. he's trying to stab her? Yeah. Like it's it's brutal. He beats the ever loving that's how he gets in the full body cast. Right. Is <laughs> cause the cop just like destroys him. It's great. There's also a five centimeters per second. Right. <laughs> Reference in this, which both of us have watched it, like at the, because we did our podcast on that. We did. It was la- it was last. Did we do it? I thought we did. Yeah, it was la- sometime last year, like in the, yeah. like, in the fall. I think so. So we did a podcast on that, and then once it appeared in the in Bong Soon, I was like, "What? <laughs> I know what that is." <laughs> Because he even says, like, I saw it in a movie once. And I was like, oh. Which is interesting, specifically because, like, the show came out last year in 2017. Yeah. And that movie was, like, it would be, like, what, like, five, six years old by that point? Yeah. It's a strange thing to reference. <laughs> it is. But I was real excited that he yeah, referenced Yeah, same. <laughs> um, so that, that was funny. It's, like, this beautiful cherry blossom scene that he references... Uh, five centimeters per second. We were both kind of like. I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that we would need to talk about before we talk about the ending? Yes, we need to talk about the fact that like the high school fan club boys that she adopts, not literally adopts, but adopts. Um, at one point, they're watching a video of her like beating the crap out of somebody, and they're singing the the theme song. Right, 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 right. And it's adorable. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else we should talk about before we talk about <laughs> the ending? Uh, not not that I can think of. Because the ending was great. Yeah. So they get married, her and President, which is what her mom's always wanted. And basically, like everyone shows up except except everyone the high school kids. Up. And I was very sad yeah. about that. I want her little I was too. her little kid gang to show up there and be very excited. I wanted them to show up and like say hi to her, but everybody showed up. Like the mobsters are there, yeah. and <laughs> the cop shows up. Everybody shows up, uh, and like give their best wishes. Mm-hmm. And so they get married, and then like you get a little bit of a flash forward, and they have twins mm-hmm. they are not twins like Bong Soon and her brother they are both girls mm-hmm. the superpower gene goes on the women's side of her family <laughs> they have two superpowered babies and uh, 
to the surprise of no one, they're on the constant search for someone who could come babysit them because, oh God, the turnover <laughs> rate for this is very bad. Which, because Bong Soon's no longer like the bodyguard or anything, what she started doing is she's basically like vigilante justice. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. And the president's trying to take care of the babies and it, it's... Like at one point he brings in like two people from like the mob the mob and, and they like just quit like the first day like nope we can't deal with this because <laughs> they're just getting beat up by these kids, these little babies yeah they come up with like bruises and stuff <laughs> these little babies are oh my gosh so uh they they can't keep a babysitter because of the two superpowered babies and I really cannot think of a better way to end this drama than that. I yeah. really, really can't. It was so funny. Yeah. And, I mean, overall, I think it was a fantastic... It's it's my favorite Korean drama I've ever watched. That's high praise. It is, because I've watched several with Dongu in it, and he's beautiful, so... <laughs> um. But the plot of this one, the characters of this one, like the chemistry between all the people, it all just works mm-hmm. in a way that like you wouldn't expect it to do. Like if I wrote all this down on paper, I was like, this is going to be a show. You're like, what? <laughs> is this all the same show? But it is. And it works fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think... I want to know what you think because you don't watch Korean dramas or Korean TV or anything. So, right. like, what were your thoughts coming out of this besides just in general you liked it? I thought it was great. Like, it certainly kind of subverted my expectations of what, like, Korean dramas usually are. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I think it just does that in general. But I don't know if, if it wasn't, like, if it didn't have all, like, the fun stuff in it and just, like, the wackiness and the seriousness if I would have liked it as much, if it was just like just straight up drama. Yeah. But for a first experience with Korean dramas, like this is, I don't see how you could do any, any better. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, it's a really, really fantastic start. And I mean, it was one of the highest rated dramas ever. Mm -hmm. People loved it. Yeah. And I understand why, but it's, I'm glad that this is your first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you constantly hounded me until I watched it. That's the thing that I'll do. it. And it's like the two of us hound each other to watch or play other, other medias. Mm-hmm. It's basically what we do. That's our friendship. <laughs> yep. It's like, Hey, have you watched this? No. Watch it now. Watch it now. I'll watch it with you. Like, we just had this discussion about Indiana Jones films and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I haven't seen these. Watch it now. Yeah, I'll watch it with you. That's exactly what happened. So this is kind of our friendship. And this is one of the situations where uh, where that happened. And that I absolutely love, love, love Bong Soon. I think it is a fantastic piece of media. And honestly, I think that even people that, like, have no interest in you are the same way like if you don't have an interest in korean drama to begin with i still feel like this is a really enjoyable show for anybody yeah i would agree with you on that um like yes it's gonna have subtitles so that 
pulls out some people who wouldn't like it, but I think it's just a good show mm-hmm. in general. I like men with a pretty butt. <laughs> you would uh you would not be surprised how many times I have seen that been sent to me. <laughs> I also have an edited version that I made where I took out men and just put anybody with a pretty butt. Yep. <laughs> so I have both versions on my phone that sometimes have to be sent. Oh. It's good. <laughs> it's really, really good. It is. I think there's like a really cute line at one point. I'm trying to remember exactly how it's worded. It's basically like he calls her a peanut. The president calls her a peanut and is like, you have to be so small so you can fit in my heart. And I'm like, It's beautiful. Gotta get those squeals in. Pretty much. So yeah, this was a really different kind of podcast for us, but I think it worked. Yeah. We make it work. It's our show. We do what we want. We make things work. (laughs) I think though, like, if you have any interest in like actiony stuff and if you have any interest in like romance shoujo type of stuff even if you've never watched a korean drama before i feel like it's something that you could go into and be like yeah all right i like this yeah just give it a shot would recommend and it's on netflix or at least it was last time i checked <laughs> and um it's on uh drama fever as well there you go there's multiple avenues that you have to watch this show yes Yes, yes. Well, I believe that is going to do it for this episode. 61. We have we have followed the law to the letter of the law. Our 61st episode. <laughs> Strong girl bong soon. Yep. <laughs> but if you'd like more from us, Go to seasonalarycheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the Seasonal Checkup and Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal. It's where we watch Sailor Moon Crystal and talk about it. And you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. They're pretty good. Yay! <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup it's where we do twitter occasionally last night was great we did a bunch of mario kart tweeting you can also support us you can also support us on patreon patreon.com slash sacova if you want to give us a buck and be like hey you guys do a good job we'll be like hey thanks you're a swell guy or a lady or non-binary Next week. I don't know. We're going to climb some stuff and stab it. If Amazon ships me something. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I can. Uh... Yeah, we could do it. Yeah. Because I should have enough time to at least see the differences. And it's not, if, if not, it's something you've at least played. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking is like. I've played it before, so I think it'll be really interesting to see your thoughts on it. And I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this. This upcoming podcast. Uh, like we said, yeah. So all if all things work out, and they should, should. Uh, next week we will be talking about, thanks to the recent re-release slash remake or whatever you want to call it, uh, we'll talk about Shadow of the Colossus. Climb some stuff, stab it. 
Ride a horse. Do all that stuff. Don't stab the horse, though. <laughs>